Hello and welcome to Game Nexus Podcast number 11. This is for the week of February 1st, and I'm Inufe. And joining me, as always, is Game Master 14. Yep, I'm here too. Alright, so uh, it seems we've gotten a couple more listeners in iTunes. Things have been rolling pretty good, and stuff's been uh, going pretty good for us lately. So I think we're going to start out with the usual of uh, what we've been playing. So, you want to kick it off this time, Game Master? No, you go ahead. Alright. So, the big thing I've been playing and finished uh, was the Killzone 2 demo that just came out today in the European PlayStation Store, which is really stupid marketing on Sony's part. That Did you have to, like, create a European U- account or something? Yeah, that that's not the hard part. The, hard, the stupid thing is, for the US demo, you have to pre-order it through GameStop. <laughs> GameStop. And you get a download token. And then you can get it. But I always thought the purpose of a demo was to sell people on the game, to buy the full product. Yeah. So to give them a demo of what they've already committed to buy, yeah, it's kind of dumb. And if people don't like but, it, they would most likely cancel their pre-order once they played the demo. Yeah, but the thing is, when I used to work at GameStop, there were so many people that would pre-order things and then just never come pick it up and never get their money back. See, GameStop pushes pre-order so much because people forget it's coming out. Really? Yeah. And then, like, I remember one time we had 47 reservations, or 47.50 reservations for SOCOM 3. And I think we had 26 or 27 people come pick up their game, and maybe, like, 8 or 9 cancel their pre-orders. And then the rest just never came for them. Never did it. So it was, like, $5 free. For, it was, like, $50 free for GameStop. Huh. Plus, it's like, if you pre-order a game way in advance, it's like an interest-free loan for GameStop. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, back to the demo. So, back to the demo. So, you know, this game has been hyped to high heavens because of the video they made, and all sorts of shit that Sony said, and all this stuff, and I was going to be savior of the PS3. The Jesus game. The Jesus game, and how it's going to, you know, use the cell and blow everyone's minds. So, I've got some expectations going into this, you know. It's kind of hard not to when you hear so much good stuff about it. And then, you know, I've seen all the reviews, like, got 9.4 from IGN and all this shit. And it's got, like, a Metacritic of, like, 93. So I boot it up, load it up. I mean, it it is flat-out gorgeous. Um, it's a beautiful-looking game. But there are some tricks it does to, to uh, make it look really good. What kind of stuff? Um, everything is really canned. Like, all the animations are canned, and it's not like the environments are dynamic and interactive like they are in Crisis. Um, like, it's like, okay, there's this, in the very beginning, there's this part where you have to blow up, blow up a bridge and stop it. And it's not like you can just fire at the bridge and the bridge will crumble away slowly, like it does in Crisis or something. Uh Um, you have to shoot at barrels... You shoot these barrels, and it blows up, like, sections of a bridge that have already been programmed to blow away when you shoot them. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever played, Call of, like, the Call of Duty single player, when you get that feeling like you get, like, a million people shooting at you, and you can't nearly kill them all fast enough, and you just die. I've played games that are like that before. Killzone 2 has that exact same feeling. Um, it does that. It So far, I think the best description of it is... Call of Duty 
with Hellgasts and more browns and grays, because it's like the darkest game I've ever played. Would you say the interactivity of Killzone 2 is up to the specs of, like, Fallout 3 or Oblivion? Oh, no. No way. There's hardly anything to... Like, you can interact with, like, ledges and stuff and, like, hide behind them. Uh Uh-huh. But it is not very... It's not an interactive game at all. Yeah, and Fallout... It's pretty set in its ways. Like, I think most people are going to like it, because if you like the Call of Duty 4 type of shooter, like, with, like respawning enemies and, and really dumb AI and a bunch of stuff. No, not at all. Then you'll probably dig Killzone. If you don't, you will not like Killzone Yeah, I'm not all. really into that kind of thing, honestly. Although it is a big step up from Killzone 1. I will give it that. It runs at better than 15 frames per second. It seemed like it was probably running around a little bit less than 30. Like, probably either 30 or locked 30. Oh, that's good. So, but it, it ran well. It ran well, so... Because there's so many console games now where they try to push so hard and it's just awful frame rates sometimes, which really bothers me. Or some of them even use frame skipping to make it look like it's going at the right frame rate. Yeah, or they render at sub uh, HD resolutions, like Call of Duty 4 renders at 1200 by 600. Or like um, Halo 3 that renders at 640p. With two render passes. Yeah. Two render passes. And then Ninja Guy Dan runs at 575p. Ninja Gaiden 2 runs at 575p. Yeah, although you got to give it to that game, it does still look does look pretty good. Yeah, it does look good. The environments look good, but the water effects do not look so hot. Yeah, I've never really been obsessed with like water effects and shadows and garbage yeah. like that. Anyway. Yeah, the only time I notice shadows are like like in Unreal Engine 3 games where shadows are all blocky and like they look really weird when they self shadow onto themselves. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like that that is distracting to myself. But other than that, it's so extra it's moving, distracting to yourself. That just sounds it funny. Is, it is. That is distracting yeah, to myself. It's distracting to myself. God damn it, I'm trying to play this game. And so getting away from Killzone, which I'm not too hot on, so I went for having it pre ordered at Amazon to I'll rent it sometime on Gamefly. That's what I figured I you like do. It. So you can give us the full report when you rent it. Yeah, so because I don't think it's going to be much more than a rental. I mean, maybe the full game will be better. Maybe it's just a section of the demo was bad, but from the demo impressions, eh, not so hot. But moving on, I finished up Fable 2, and I absolutely hated the ending. I thought it was garbage. You gotta admit that the uh, the way the the uh, bad guy gets his is kind of underwhelming. It is, and I, I couldn't stand the end where it was like. You're going to be little again, and you're going to do all these menial, stupid tasks. I'm like, what is the point to this? Can I just end it? Oh, that was, it that was really more or less kind of like a dream. It's like what you wish your world yeah. was like. It kind of was more or less a metaphor as to if you could have your ideal world, this would be it. But, you know. Yeah. And I got really pissed that he shot my dog. So I chose a selfish pass, and I resurrected my dog. So I was like, this dog is awesome. That's what I chose on my evil quest. On my good quest, I chose the one, the sacrifice one, where all the people who built the The spire spire came back to life. But, of course, I didn't have a dog, so I could never complete the archaeologist quest. But I'll do that in my evil quest eventually when I get back to that game. But, you know, I beat it in both good, totally good and totally evil, so... Eventually, I'll be playing that game again one of these days. Maybe if I get the DLC. A DLC seems like, from what I've heard, it's about 45 minutes of content for $10. Oh, that's lame. I'll probably wait for the drop-in yeah. price then. Yeah, yeah. I would either wait for that or wait for the inevitable PC version that will have the downloadable content included on the disc. Yeah. Like, by, like um, Mass Effect. Hopefully they'll make it uh, games for Windows Live so you, I can get double achievements. 
that would be nice. I don't, I, I don't understand why more games don't use Games for Windows Live. The only thing I wish about Games for Windows Live is I wish it had, like, a little tray tablet to go in your tray so you could see what your friends were on without actually being in the game. Yeah, that would be nice. Like, you could see, like, your friends playing this, and it's like, oh, cool, my friend's playing Lost Planet Colonies. Let's just jump in and fire it up from the tab and go play with them. But it, it's like, you have to be in the game to see what he's playing. Either that or the, if they could patch uh, the Games for Windows Live Marketplace application so it was kind of like something like that, which would actually log yeah. you into the whole uh, interface and then show you your friends. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think it'd be that hard. But I know, like you know, those recent round of, round of layoffs at Microsoft uh-huh. had, they laid off the uh, games for Windows, the head of the games for Windows. Oh wow, really? So and they replaced him with somebody else because probably because he's making too much or, or something. But maybe this guy has some fresh ideas. Maybe we'll get, um, maybe we we'll get games for Windows Live back on the right track. Because right now it's not doing so hot. Yeah, that'd be nice if it was on the right track and it was more of a uh, standardized platform than a. Oh, it's going to be a thing that every once in a while a game will use. Yeah, because it seems like the only game that's upcoming right now is going to use it is Dawn of War 2. Yeah, the thing is, when I'm when I'm picking out a game and I have to decide between a PC version and a 360 version, if it's a first-person game, I'll I'll more likely get the uh, three uh, the the PC version because I just like PC controls with keyboard and mouse better. But if it's not a first-person mm-hmm. game and it's just like the decision between the 360 and the uh, PC, Games for Windows Live is going to be the deciding factor. If it's not Games for Windows Live, I'll get the 360. If it is, I'll get the PC. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but the only thing different, um, I kind of want to play Mirror's Edge on PC, because I hated Mirror's Edge on 360, and I wonder if half of it was the controls. Possibly. So, and plus, supposedly, it uses a bunch of that physics junk that's in, uh, the NVIDIA starting to use. Is there a demo for the PC? I don't know if there's a demo for the PC or not. I get, I gotta look. Cause, um, there was a demo for the console, so I imagine they would make one for the PC, but... We'll see. Okay, well, other than so, uh, Fable 2, what else have you been playing? I Today I started up uh, The Born Conspiracy for 360. The game that doesn't have the actual actor's image in it. Yeah, I've heard that he didn't want to be in it because he wanted it to be like a big adventure and strategy game, like a combination of Myst and Strategia. Strategio. That's gay. So... They didn't use him, so the guy they've got, the, the character model they have looks like David Arquette. <laughs> but I am surprised by how much I kind of like this game. Kinda? Like, it's it's not trying to be, you know, it's not trying to be the greatest game ever, right? Mm-hmm. It's just fun. Like, the shooting parts are awful. I'll get that out of the way. But it's just fun to run up to dudes and just, like, break their legs and then just beat the shit out of them and then, like, throw them into a wall and then throw them off a cliff or something. It's just fun to beat the shit out of dudes, which I don't know. It's not trying to be great. I don't care about the story. I know what happens in the Bourne books. It's ba- Yeah, because it's based off the books. It's not based off the movie. But, uh, I thought it was pretty fun, so uh, I'm going to keep playing. I got it from Gamefly. Cool. Um, but I give it a recommendation. I mean, Did you buy it from Gamefly, or did you rent it? I rented it. It's supposedly it's only like six hours long or so. But, um, the same developer is making a game based off the Wanted comic book. Yeah, I'm not really familiar so, with that. You know, you know the Wanted movie that just came out. No. It had An- Angelina Jolie. Oh, that and, movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, they're making a game based off that comic book that's based off of the same developer, 
and so I'm probably going to play that when it comes out, because I kind of like this Born game. Um, and I think the Wanted comic book has good material to be a video game. Oh, that's cool. So, the only other, I played two other games um, that I get to talk about. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it short. Um, I played uh, Two Human for Xbox 360. And I have to say, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, there's parts of it that I like. Like, I like dungeon crawlers and finding new loot. And I like RPGs and stuff like that. But there are just some parts that I absolutely detest. Like, I hate the cutscenes that they want to show and the story crap. And it's so dry. And it's like, how long it takes you to go from dungeon to dungeon. Like, I've been going for, like, half an hour, 45 minutes with a cutscene story crap running it over the hub world just to get back to another dungeon to start killing shit. It's one of those and games that you you start playing when you're playing through the action it seems pretty promising but then after a while it's like one of those games that you stop playing it you don't feel like going back to it so you play something else. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I played it for like two and a half or three hours the first time I put it in and I think I've gone back to it for like 40 minutes and I've sat through like 40 minutes of cutscenes about crap I didn't care and I can't skip through them like, I'm trying to skip through these cutscenes, and it's not letting me. That sucks. Like, it's like, please, just let me skip through your cutscenes. I don't care about your Viking internet that I have to go through. And <laughs> the Viking internet. Well, that's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> Cyberspace is so... It's based off Norse mythology, so it's the Viking internet. <laughs> Something like that. I, I don't... I really didn't but, uh, get all yeah. that much into it. Yeah, so... I think Dennis Dyack, you know, the main guy from Silicon Knights, you know, how crazy he went over this game, and how... He exploded at NeoGAF, basically, because they were always shitting on his game, and he's just gone off so much about this game. I think he needs to put in, be put into an asylum, because it's fucking nuts. Do you think that this I mean, game would have been better received had the original PlayStation version been released? I think so, but this game is much different than what the original design document for the PlayStation 1 game was supposed to be. Because people say it's been 10 years in development, but this game has changed completely over these 10 years. Really? Like, it was supposed to be, like, a, like a third-person hack-and-slash, like, Dynasty Warriors, kind of. It wasn't supposed to be, like, this hybrid of Diablo and Devil May Cry and Fantasy Star that it is now. Oh, really? Yeah. So. But there's parts I really like, and there's parts I don't, so I'll probably keep playing it, but... Do you know how long the single-player campaign takes to get through? I really haven't heard. I've, I haven't really been yeah. that interested to look into it, honestly. I think it's probably, like, I would, my guess would be, like, 15 to 20 hours. That's what I would think. That seems like an average for those type yeah, of I games. Yeah, I couldn't see it being any more than that. So, I, I might play through it. I might not. I have I have to see how I keep, if I keep playing, if I start to hate it more, mm-hmm. then I'll probably stop. Yeah, the sad part about it is that they had so overhyped this game. It was like when when Mass Effect was out, you he- you heard uh, about Mass Effect and you heard about what is this dumb game called now? Two Human? Yeah, Two Human. I don't know why. Just for a second there, I forgot what it was called because <laughs> it's that freaking non-memorable. But I remember hearing... I know, hearing, it's just so forgettable. It'll, I remember completely. hearing Mass Effect, we were like, oh, Mass Effect looks awesome. And then, then Silicon Knights is like, oh, we have Two Human too. Look at Two Human. It's cool as Mass Effect. And, you know, Mass Effect turned out to be really awesome. Mass Effect was a great game. In fact, I would really look forward to a sequel to Mass Effect. I'd pre-order... They I'd confirmed get... a sequel. They confirmed sequels coming out quarter one of 2010. Yeah, I would I would pre-order a sequel to Mass Effect. I would get the special edition that, that cl- includes the uh, free... Uh... Horse armor? 
Yeah, free horse armor and uh, <laughs> and free Commander Shepard underpants, you know. Nice. You gotta get your Commander yeah. Shepard underpants. But suppo- yeah, EA, EA has been staggering releases, supposedly, because they took a big hit last quarter. Uh-huh. Like, everybody, everybody took a big hit yeah, last quarter. Yeah, of course. Like, um, but The Sims 2 was supposed to come out in February. You mean The Sims 3? Sims, Sims 3 was supposed to come out in February. <laughs> Sims 2 came out they several staggered. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> they staggered that release to June, and uh, Dragon Age, which is Bioware's next RPG, which is basically the spiritual successor to Baldur's Gate, um, is now been postponed to the second half of 2009, which was supposed to come out the first quarter. Oh, wow. Um, and they've been pushing things back. So my thought is they originally had Mass Effect planned for a quarter four release of this year. Uh-huh. But they pushed it back to give them, like, a longer portfolio and keep their games with a longer tooth. Yeah, it would have been kind of nice to have another Mass Effect. Yeah, because, honestly, there is... There's not much this year coming out. Like I am looking forward to one game. That that, one game that I'm still looking forward to, even though, even if it sucks ass, is Ghostbusters. I still look forward to that yeah. game. One game, yeah. One game I'm looking forward to, but I hope it's good. Like I got a feeling it's not. Is Star Ocean Four the Last Hope? <laughs> the Last Hope. And I, I just I just love that it's called the Last Hope. Like Triace is just like guys. Our last games have been shit. They've been awful. This is our last chance before Square is just like, fuck you guys, and disbands our <laughs> development group, so we're just going to call it the last one. You know what I always wondered about Star Ocean? Mm-hmm. Star Ocean 1 never came out in the USA originally. Why yes. in the world was Star Ocean 2 called Star Ocean The Second Story? We never had the first story, so why would they call it The Second Story? Why didn't they just call it, like, Star Ocean The uh, Chronicles of... Uh... Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, just make it just a star ocean and a name without a number. You know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't know. It maybe, makes absolutely no sense thing to, by Enix. to like put out two and one never really yeah. even came out. Enix did some weird things back then, like how they had such a limited release of Valkyrie Profile, or how like Dragon Warrior Seven came out like when the PlayStation Two was hitting its high. Yeah, Dragon like, Dragon Warrior Seven like just fell under the radar for just about everybody. Completely. I mean, it's Dragon. It's Dragon Quest. I mean, Jesus, it shouldn't be a small release. Whereas ja- Dragon Quest Eight was like one of the biggest PS2 releases ever in the world. Yeah, I know. I I'd li- I really like that game. <laughs> was that the game that came uh, with the Final Fantasy XII demo? Sure was. So in other words, a lot of people might have just bought it for that demo, even. Well, yeah, I bought it for both. I bought it for the demo and I bought it for the game because I really like. Uh, Dragon Quest game. In other words, to some people, it was that game that comes free with the Final Fantasy XII demo. Yes, just like Zone of the Enders is the game that comes with the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo. I'll have to play the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo one of these days, because I've never played Metal Gear Solid 2, because my Zone of the Enders copy does actually have the demo disc in it, which was nice. Have, awesome. Have you played Zone of the Enders 2? Or do you own a copy of Zone of the Enders I 2? I do not. I only have one. It is so far improved over the original game that it's amazing that you would think it's the same series. It's just, the second game is so much better. And the first game has nothing to do with the second game. Well, now that we're completely off topic, have you been playing anything else? The Fear 2 demo. Fear 2 Project Origin. For PC. And I must say, Fear 1 is one of my favorite first-person shooters of all time, if not my favorite first-person shooter of all time. 
and this is going back to the original developer because they came out two expansion packs, which was Extraction mm-hmm. Point and Perseus Mandate, but those weren't made by Monolith, um, who made the first game, and now they're back and they've got the Fear license back. And supposedly, and from what I've played, there are parts that I really, really, really like, and there's parts that I really, really don't like. Huh. Like, the shooting dudes in the face is just awesome. Shooting dudes and in when the you face. Get a, when you get a shotgun and you just go into slow-mo and you go right up to the dude and just shoot him, he just blows into tiny bits and pieces. I always do that in a he, Fallout 3 with the shotgun. Yeah, isn't that just, like, so satisfying yes. when you do that? Especially like, if you just yeah, walk up like to that. some innocent villager and, and just yeah. put vats on and yeah. then target their head and, for, like, three shots. And it's good. The AI is really smart. It's not stupidly dumb and just throws a whole bunch of people at you. It's really smart. Stupidly dumb. Like, yeah, it's stupidly dumb. So, the AI is great. Um, they did do a couple things to consoleize it that I didn't like. Like, you could lean in the original Fear, like, lean around corners and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was like that in games. Um, they took that out of this one, which kind of bothered me some. Yeah, that does suck. But they put in this sniper rifle that is so awesome, like... You just shoot a dude's head. Like if you thought the sniper <laughs> rifle, head. When you thought the sniper rifle in Gears of War Two was cool when you shot a dude and it sounded like a melon exploded. Huh. When you shoot a dude with a sniper rifle in this, it's just like an atomic bomb went off on the top of his head and it just goes everywhere. It's awesome. So um, they put some new guns that are really cool in there, but they've done some consoleizing. And the, for some reason, when I run the game, in, I have a 24 inch monitor, and when I run it in 1920 by 1200, it letterboxes it, and there's tiny black bars on the top and bottom, which kind of bothers oh, me. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, but they're really small, so they're not that big of a deal, but hopefully somebody will mod it and fix it. And there's also this motion, a lot of motion blur, um, which I hope somebody can mod out and get rid of, because it's probably just somewhere in a DLL. Didn't uh, Bioshock have some sort of widescreen problem when it first came out for PC? Yeah, the widescreen act. The widescreen was not true widescreen. It was just cropped four by three. That sucks. And then some dude made a uh, mod to fix it. That's cool. And that was really funny. Once they made a mod to fix it, they sent him a. They sent him like a free. I think it was like eighty eight hundred ultra at the time, which was like a five hundred dollar video card. Cool. Nvidia sent him for free. So I remember reading about that. I was like, man, I should have made that. That program was probably like twenty five lines to fix. Probably. Yeah. Um, Your nephew's probably hearing this right now and going, Ooh, I could have programmed that. I would have used this algorithm. Because, you know, he's so obsessed with programming. Like, yeah. He should have been like, Dude, look at this Perl script. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. You know what it does? I don't know either, but it's fucking rad. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, back to the point. Fear 2 is awesome. It's the best first-person shooter I've played in a long time, and you should go buy it when it comes out next week. Huh. And you know what other game comes out next what? week you need to buy? Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. You said that was Which, a 360 release? It is a 360 and PlayStation 3 release. What do you get on it? And I think, what I know off the top of my head, you get... I know you get all Fantasy Star 1 through 4... Um, you get Fantasy Star 1 through 4, you get All Streets of Rage, you get Shining Force games, you get Sonic 1, 2, and 
Creed, and I think you get Sonic and Knuckles also. Um, Sonic CD? So many. Alright, you get, I'm telling you, there's a couple unlo- ones people haven't talked about, they're unlockable. Um, I know Shinobi Arcade is one of the unlockable ones you can cool. get. Um, you get Alex Kidd and Enchanted Castle, Alien Storm, Altered Beast, Beyond Oasis, Bonanza Brothers, Columns, Comics Attacks, Decap Attack, starring Chuck D. Head, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Dynamite Heady, Echo the Dolphin, Echo Two Times of Time, Eastwad, Fatal Labyrinth, Gain Ground, Golden Axe 1, Golden Axe 2, Golden Axe 3, Kid Chameleon, Fantasy Star 2, Fantasy Star 3, Fantasy Star 4, Rye Star, Shining in the Darkness, Shining Force, Shining Force 2, Shinobi 3, Return of the Master Ninja, Sonic 3D Blast, Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic Spinball, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage 2, Streets of Rage 3, Super Thunderblade, Vector Man, and Vector Man 2. And there's like five or six unlockable arcade games. What do you got? Which I know Sh- Shinobi was one of them. Give me one second, I'll tell you. Hold on, I gotta think really hard here, and I'll, t- I'll tell you guys. It just gotta strain my brain for a minute. Um brain straining, thinking really, really hard. Okay, um, the unlockables are Golden Axe Warrior, which is for the Master System, Fantasy Star, which is for the Master System, Alien Syndrome, Altered Beast, Congo Bongo, Fantasy Zone, Shinobi for the Arcade, Space Harry for the Arcade, and Zaxxon for the Arcade. Oh, that's cool. So, all those games for $30, which is an amazing deal, considering, like... There's like what eight or nine dollars on Virtual Console if you buy them separately. Any uh, word if any of them have multiplayer? I had no. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's just a straight ROM. I think they're um. Uh, you can do it on the same console, but no, nothing, no netcode was put in. Oh, that sucks. It would have been cool if all the Streets of Rage games have multiplayer, but well, all we have right now is Streets of Rage Two on a. Uh, XBLA with multiplayer, but it'd kind of be cool to do Streets Rage 3 or Streets Rage 1, or even uh, like Sonic 2 with multiplayer, like one player Sonic, one's Tails, that would have been cool. Especially yeah. Golden Axe. Golden Axe is fun with multiplayer. I used to play it with a bunch of my friends back in the day. Yeah, it looks really... Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to pick that up, and I'm probably going to pick up the uh, Street Fighter 4 fight pad, so I have a really good D-pad to use, because Personally, I don't like the D-pad on the 360 controller. It's really loose to me and not very accurate. Plus, it doesn't have a six-button layout. Yeah, which makes it difficult for some games. Yeah, it would work, so, it would work great in uh, Street Fighter 2 uh, HD Remix. Oh, yeah, yeah. That which is great on itself. is probably one of the best downloadable games on Live Arcade. That or um, Puzzle Fighter 2, which I'm, I'm just partial to all Street Fighter titles. Well, now back to our topic. Have you been playing anything else? <laughs> um, no. Other than that, I'm pretty... Oh, wait. There is one other game I have been playing. I did buy last weekend, but I haven't put too much time What's into that? it. What's that? I bought Grand Theft Auto 4 on PC. It was on sale on Steam for $30 last weekend. Digital. And, and it much better than the 360 version. How so? I think it's just the controls. Like, you remember how the controls were kind of weird on the 360 version? They were pretty weird. Yeah. Like, it streamlines a lot of that, because it seems like it's not trying to fit a million functions onto the controller. Like, as you know how it's so like, okay, 
do all this to duck and stuff, and, like, the combat was weird. And um, when I had my computer running last night, um, the game definitely needs a quad-core. Uh-huh. Because it's not the best optimized port. It's it's CPU-bound. It's not GPU-bound at all. Um, I was going... I went... When I played on my quad-core, I went from about um, 30, 32 frames a second average to about uh, 40, 45 frames per second average on medium detail, medium, medium high detail. How does medium detail compare to the 360 version? It looks better. It looks better. The, P- the 360 version is about low detail on that game. Because I remember on uh, Gears of War on the PC version, medium detail was basically what 360 was. Yeah, the medium, uh, about low detail is what the 360 version looks like. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, yeah, it plays much better, so if you have any interest and you have a good PC, pick up Grand Theft Auto 4 on PC. It is much better. Like, I don't, I'm not sure if anybody's ever played the Grand Theft Auto 4, Grand Theft Auto ports from any of the other on PC, but I remember I always preferred those much, the, the console version. Yeah, the console versions always had to be watered down because they had to fit that version yeah. onto the system. Yeah, so supposedly, uh, yeah, the more patches are coming to make it run better, but it runs, uh, I think it runs pretty well, and I think it's the best version so far, so. Have you been playing anything, Game Master, after I've talked for so long? Well, it's kind of, uh, spun off in, uh, us talking about other stuff as well, like it seems to always, but you know. Yeah. But. Try to rein this back I've been in. playing a few things. I've been playing a lot of different games. I played a little bit more Fallout 3. I surprisingly played a few Super Nintendo games as well, such as uh, the Super FX games like Star Fox, Doom, um, what other ones were there? Stunt Race FX and uh, Vortex. Those games are pretty cool. I just ha- Was F-Zero a FX chip? No, F-Zero just runs in Mode 7. Oh, that's right, Mode 7. But, um, I don't know why, I just, I just like the, uh, I just like early 3D stuff, because, you know, that's like early, early 3D kind of stuff. Yes. And I just like that kind of stuff. But, uh... Yes, I can... You were saying? No, I was just agreeing with you, yeah, early 3D stuff looks kind of cool. Like, eventually I want to collect an entire, uh an entire 32x game set which is only about like 36 games so it's not going to be too hard i already have like uh five or six of them so that's pretty good and a lot of them go pretty cheap at times yeah but uh is there any really rare ones that go for a lot there's a few that go for a little bit more but none of them none of them really tend to go for all that much the most i've seen no pen no pandragoon saga no the most i've seen a 32x game go for is like 20 bucks Oh, yeah. Or if it's sealed, it goes for a lot more, but then again, I'm going to play the damn game, so I don't care if they're sealed or not. Yeah. That's another thing, that's another pet peeve I have with game collectors. Game collectors that collect games that are sealed. I mean... Why? I don't understand, I never understand What the hell's the point? Most of the stuff is really not going to be worth anything someday, because most of the games that these idiots collect... No offense if you're a weird game collector and you have, like, 80 Xbox 360 games sealed in your house. But, um, most of the games these people collect have a high enough, uh, high enough print number that they're not going to be rare or anything. Now, I can understand yeah. stuff like certain games which are only, like, 
5,000 were printed or something, but not like saying uh, somebody has a sealed copy Gears of War thinking that it's going to be worth something someday. No, no. Gears of War gets 5 million copies of printing. Like the, I think the only sealed game I have that it's still in my collection is I have a sealed copy of Growlancer Heritage of War. What was that on? Uh, that was on PlayStation 2. It was the last one to come out. And from what I've seen so far, there was only a hair over 2,000 copies sold in the United States. Oh, wow. But so, I, don't know I just find it. it dumb when people collect these common games and think they're going to be worth something. It's like, look at my collection. And I'm like, do you play games? They're like, no. And I'm thinking... No, I just stare at them and I, I, and I get off on the it, smell like, of plastic What's the point? It's like, it's like having a book and not reading it or having... Have, going to McDonald's and buying a cheeseburger and then just not eating it. Why'd yeah, you go get a cheeseburger if you didn't want a cheeseburger? I'm sealing this cheeseburger and I'm putting it in this display case for 25 years. Somebody might, on eBay, might give me like $25. I don't know why. I just imagine Fallout 3, you 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 uh, get into some like house and you find a cheeseburger under a thing and it's still like completely fresh because they had a... Uh, Used vacuum yeah, seal. Yeah, they vacuum sealed it somehow, and it's like McDonald's cheeseburger, and then the value on it is like five million bottle caps. <laughs> you just go to you go to a house and you find the house is made f- full of ShamWows. <laughs> ShamWow. That ShamWow guy is just crazy. He is. Like, I wish you, I wish somebody would mod the ShamWow guy into Fallout Three. Oh, that would be awesome. I would I would so play that mod all the time. In fact, I would play a mod where you were the ShamWow guy. I'd always play. That would be awesome. I would always and, play like, you just it. Just had a ShamWow gun. Yeah, I would always play it in uh, third person as well. In fact, there should just yes. be a ShamWow that melts people's skins. You know, he just rubs it on them and it melts their skin. It it absorbs all the body fluid that they oh, have. Oh, that would be body, that would be awesome. They just tr- shrivel up and die. We have to. Uh, if I was, if I wanted to mess with that um, Gek kit, I would try to figure it out how to do it. That would it. be te- ownage. That would be so awesome. Yeah, that really would be awesome. Killer shit. So, did you buy the um, Operation Anchorage DLC? I haven't really even finished the main game yet, honestly. So, at the moment, I have no uh, real want. But getting back to Grand Theft Auto Four. In order to even mm-hmm. play that game at all, you need at least a dual core. The minimum system requirement on that is a uh, Core 2 Duo E4300 or a Athlon 64X2 4600+. Yes. And you're going to need a decent uh, Pixel Shader 3 graphics card, like, at least, and this is like least, you'll probably be able to run it on low settings, at least a GeForce 9700 uh what? Yeah, 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 no, a GeForce 7900. I said that backwards. 256 megabyte, yes. or an ATI Radon X 1900, 256 megabyte, and of course, the game, gig and a half of yeah, RAM. The, the game is very loves video memory. The more you throw at it, the more it'll. Yeah, play. of course. If you have if you have a card with a gig of video memory, it would probably be best off. They recommend at least 512. Yeah, it'll eat it alive. Like mine, I've got shader. I've got like. There's the slider for view draw distance, uh-huh. and uh, I have it. It goes all the way to 100, and I have it at about 17. And I've seen people that have gigabyte um, 4870 X2s, uh-huh. and I've seen that they've only been able to get it up to about 35 or 40 with a gigabyte card. Yes, yeah, since it just, since runs it's out, just it horribly just unoptimized. Anyone. 
Yes, I. I mean, I think I've heard that they're working on. Does it really? They have made significant improvements with the last two patches on performance. They've given you more options to turn things down if you want to, and they've made it run better. Does it really take up 16 gigs? Yes. Oh wow! It was a 16 gig download. That's freaking crazy, man. Um, I think yeah, I was downloading about 600 kilobytes a second, which is the fastest I can go, and it took me about seven hours to download. Is the retail version I on one DVD? It. It's on two. Oh, okay, yeah, I think... It it's on two DVD-9s. How does the Xbox 360 version pull off being on one disc? It's really, really, really compressed, from what I've heard. The 360 version is so crammed onto that disc. I could understand uh, compressed audio for, like, all the radio stations and junk. Oh, it has... Yeah, if you look at the audio, it's really... It's only uh, 64 kilobytes per second MP3s, or the equivalent. Eh. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's one of those things with the radio stations. Do you really want them to sound, yeah. like, amazing or anything? Yeah, but it, it does sound a lot better. And it has uncompressed textures on the PC. Right oh, now. that's cool. It's And plus, you can you can turn up the traffic density, because you know sometimes in Grand Theft Auto, you run around, on the, piece, the 361, you run around and you don't see a car for, like, four or five yeah, minutes. Yeah, I hate that. You can turn the traffic density up, where, like, there's so many cars, they start getting into accidents with each other and just clogging up the streets. <laughs> awesome i still say yeah, you can... i still say to this day one of my favorite things to do in that game find a car or just like a regular car shoot out all four tires you have to shoot the tires make sure they pop get in the car start driving really fast the tires are going to actually come off your rims are going to start sparking on the ground and what ends up happening is if you go fast enough basically there's not enough uh friction with the car with the uh car and the rims you more or less start gliding on the road. I'm not kidding. You start going so fast that you're gliding on the road, and it's just fun to do. The only thing that's annoying about trying to do that is when you shoot the tires out nine out of ten times, uh, somebody calls the cops, and you have cops after you when you're trying to do this. Best part, yeah. best time I ever did that was one time I was going down one of the, like, the highways like that, and so many sparks came up from those rims that the car caught fire and I jumped out just before it exploded. That was awesome. <laughs> that was like that was like the peak of awesomeness from that game. That does sound. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely the, try the, that. I did never try that. I might even post a video one day of me doing that. Now, yeah, there are some really awesome things you can do in Grand Theft Auto 4, and I hope people there's already see people already getting into making mods for it. So I hope there's some really awesome mods that come out. For do it. they have an editor, or people just like hacking the game like they did with the previous GTAs? They're just hacking the game. <laughs> there is no editor for it. Have you ever played the uh, the Grand Theft Auto versions, like the earlier versions for like PlayStation 2 and Xbox? Yes. You ever notice how the PlayStation 2 versions are just so limited compared to the PC and the Xbox versions even? Yes. Do you own the uh, three uh, San Andreas, uh, the, those other two ones that I can't think of? Or is there just one? Vice City. Yeah, Vice City. Do you own those for Vice any consoles? I do not own them for any consoles currently. Do you own them for PC? Yes, I own I own San Andreas for PC, and that's the only one I own for PC. Yeah, the only GTA game that I actually own, you know, have a real disc of, is uh, Grand Theft Auto mm -hmm. Vice City Stories on the PSP. Which, honestly, I still think it's a fun game to play every once in a while, but it's one of those things with me. I'll kind of get my my GTA fill, 
and I'll just kind of not feel like playing GTA, because the biggest problem with me playing GTA is... It feels repetitive. Yeah, and if I can't get past a mission, all I'll do is for hours, I'll keep just, like, fooling around and blowing shit up, but I won't really actually do the missions. Yeah, I know. And it, the, the problem in 4 is, like, if you pay attention to the story, it just doesn't feel like the character that you have, Nico, yeah. would, like, do that shit in that world, and you don't want him to do that. Yeah. It's like one of those things, he's like... He's like, cousin, I'm just trying to make a life here. And then it's, then it's like, hey, Nico, we want you to blow up this shit. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's like, he feels bad for doing it, but he does it anyway. So it's like, he's got this weird two-bit psycho killer complex. It's kind of strange. And of course, the thing I hate the most in that game is the uh, the forced dating mechanic. Oh, Especially God. that's aw- or like I wish you I hope somebody mods it to turn the cell phone off or somebody mods it so, like, so you can kill Roman you can fucking put a bullet in his goddamn head because I don't want to go on any hey, more hey cousin mandates. you want to go see some big American titties I don't want to go on any more mandates honestly it's just sorry Roman no more mandates it's just oh no I have putting out a mandate that we're not going out on any mandates because the the biggest problem is, if you don't actually stay up with your uh, cousin, there's certain parts where you need him in the game and he might not help you out or something. That's what I heard. Yeah. Which yeah. is really stupid if you ask me. I just hate... It is. I hate force shit It's like that. just, like, worse than escort missions. I mean, I'd rather play a whole game that's, like, one long escort mission than have to be bothered every, like, 15 minutes. I'm not kidding. It's, like, 15 minutes, and, and Roman's like, hey, do you want to go bowling or something? And then you ride on the scooter, and he's, like, closer to you than you really would feel comfortable with, and then... <laughs> and it's like, let's go, and, and, and go there. Yeah. I don't understand how it got so many Game of the Year awards everywhere. Like, it was fun, but it's definitely not Game of the Year. Yeah. My Game of the... My Game of the Year is... Nobody picked it, so I'm not surprised. I have very different What was your Game of the Year? My Game of the Year is Persona 4. By far. I loved that game. Yeah, the the biggest problem with that is it suffers from a lot... The same problem that a lot of the last PlayStation 2... The last PlayStation 1 game suffered from. PlayStation 2 is out, and nobody cared. Yeah, and plus the fact that, you know, some PlayStation 3 is hard to, hard to, uh, you know, play P- PS2 games on some PS3s that don't have backwards compatibility. Yeah, because Sony decided plus, to drop the yeah. price and drop the features. Yeah, so the problem with, uh, I've heard, and the 80 gigabyte ones, the ones that use half software, half hardware emulation, um is that it will randomly erase your saves sometimes. Oh, that sucks. So I played it completely off of my 60 gigabyte console, and it it worked just fine the, the entire what did I put into that game. I put like 75 hours and two and a half weeks into that oh, game. Oh, that's cool. So it ran just fine. But yeah, that was definitely my game of the year. Like I, you know when you, when you play a game for 16 hours in one day that it's really, really awesome. I still have to say one of the RPGs that I played the most when I first got it had to be on a PlayStation 1 Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. I beat that game in less than a week, and that wasn't really all that short of a game. It was like 40 or 50 hours, and I I, I played that game because at the time I was still like going to high school and everything, and I think I was not, like mm-hmm. on a... Uh, 
some sort of a week of break of some sort. I don't know what exactly it was, but yeah, all I did was sit home and played that game because it was just like it was the epitome of digital crack at the time. Because at the yep. time I'll I'll like still becoming uh, getting into the whole being an anime fan thing, so it was exactly what I needed right then. Yeah. One of these days I just want to go back and play that like at a at a uh, at a more like uh, casual pace. And not like really be uh, putting the pedal to the metal and trying to beat it as quick as I can, and just play it and like and see if I can enjoy it more. But yeah, those those yeah. games are still some of the best RPGs on the PlayStation. If you've never played Lunar, I highly recommend them. Really. I was looking. Isn't the um, Saturn version of Lunar Superior? No. It's not PlayStation One. There's rather. a couple little tiny things. Like I hear, there's a couple graphical things that the Saturn does that the PlayStation doesn't. But then there's like um, 80 more things that have been improved from the Saturn to the PlayStation. But the thing is, um, just like most Saturn to PlayStation ports, especially games like that are 2D, like Lunar, the differences are going to mm-hmm. be really negligible. Yeah. The only game I can think of that was a 2D game that was ported to uh, PlayStation from Saturn that had a big feature that never made it to the PlayStation version was um, Symphony of the Night. In, in the yeah, Sega Saturn it, version, it, you can play as the uh, female lead character. I forget what her name was, like Maria or something. Maria. Yeah, you could actually yeah. play as her on the Saturn version, but they never had yeah, that feature the, on the PlayStation. Although the PSP version of Symphony of the Night is kind of um, messed up. Um, it is the Saturn version emulated, so you can play as Maria. It has all those extra things in That's there. That's cool. But English. I'm one. I'm as you know, I'm a purist. I want to play the game on the system it was made for. I don't want to play a cheap portable emulation of something. I don't yeah. even feel. I don't really even feel right playing it on the uh, what you call it, the 360. It just doesn't feel like it should be played on the 360. It feels like it should be p- played on a 32-bit system. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird. I don't really like that next-gen, like, smoothing filter. It just looks makes the sprites look kind of funky. Yeah, if you're going to remake a game, you should remake a game. You shouldn't just uh, smooth it. Yeah, it's kind of cheap, honestly. But um, other than that, uh, anything else? Um, One thing we want to drum up some hype for, although I don't know if it There's needs it. There's one more it, thing I actually is... want to talk about before we talk about this. It's just something I just okay. thought of now. Are okay. there any game series that you used to play a lot in the past that just have like kind of died off that you wouldn't mind seeing coming back? Mm, that's a good one. Do you have any in your mind? I had a couple I was thinking about that I wouldn't mind seeing coming back. You, you, uh... Talk up, talk it up, and uh, I'll think in my own head. One of the ones that a lot of people I hear talk about, I've never played this series much. I played it a little bit, and it was really fun. Was you ever played Day Sex? Yes. There was the original game was, from what I understand, was really awesome. I played that a bit, and it was really fun. Of course, from what I heard, the sequel wasn't nearly as good. But you know that that mm-hmm. just kind of died off really quick. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were wishing that there'd be a Deus Ex 3 that was actually as good as the original and not as uh, watered down as the sequel. Basically, what the the game was, it was more... It was kind of like a shooting RPG, which was revolutionary for the time. But then when they made Deus Ex 2, I think it's like Invisible Conspiracy or something dumb-sounding to that extent. 
they've totally dumbed it down and made it more shooter than an RPG-esque. Hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They are working on, um, Deus Ex 3 is being made right now in, in uh, Ubisoft Montreal. Yeah, hopefully they actually make it more like Deus Ex 1 than Deus Ex 2. Yeah, hopefully it'll be good, but, um, who knows, uh, lately, Warren Spector's not working on it. Who even knows what Warren Spector's working huh. on? Um, I did think of a, a series that I wish would come back that I did play a lot What's of. What's that? And that is uh, Rival Schools and Project Justice. Yeah, Rival Schools like was I, a great series. I did play... Um, I played the original Rival Schools a long time ago, and I remember liking it. And just recently did I play Project Justice, which is the sequel. And, man, that, those games are so awesome. I'd love to see that in, like, next-gen... No, this-gen format. With like cell shading, like like super anime graphics, like I, Tales of Asperia has. Or personally, I I just Sonata. couldn't see I couldn't see personally totally ass raping a 3D fighter game and making it cell shaded. The 3D graphics in Rival Schools, in my opinion, at the time were revolutionary. Those games just looked awesome for their time. Yeah, they do. Like I was I was playing it on uh, Dreamcast VGA box, but I'm not I'm not talking like cell shaded like Wind Waker or things like that. I'm talking you know how um Eternal Sonata looked like it looked like a living anime basically on your screen. Yeah. Like I'm talking like that kind of cell sheet. Like it's very minuscule but it uses it to make it more look more hand drawn. But personally, as far as rival schools go, I I would like if it went more the uh, virtual fighter type more realistic approach. It made everything look a bit more real but still kind of anime esque. Yeah. That, that's Although what it's kind of, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of, after playing, it's kind of weird to kind of want to go in a, a real direction because of some of the attacks you do are just so far out there. Like, it's just so funny. One thing that that always annoyed me about the Rival School series is that Rival School's Diary 2 never came out in the U.S. You know, the sequel yeah, on PlayStation. Yeah. I know, yeah. I hate when they do that. When, when something gets even semi-popular in the U.S.A., they just never release it here. Yeah, they're pretty bad. The, one of the other games I wish they released in the U.S., um, the 12 International Edition, that had the Zodiac job system. Oh, Final Fantasy 12 International Zodiac job system. Yes, because supposedly that changes the battle system a good bit. Was there English, uh, was there English in that? The entire game, like the entire voice acting, is all in English. But I'm guessing there's the, no English all text. All the menus, all the text is in Japanese. Oh, that sucks. That's what I li- that's oh, what yeah. I liked about um, Final Fantasy X International. You could play the full game with English voice and English text. You actually had a choice in the beginning, English or Japanese. I mean, it's not like it's really going to be a humongous uh, thing to include both languages. Yeah, it's just Square. It's just the way Square... Square hates the West. They really do. We never get... Like, we got Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories as a separate game. We should have got Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix with Chain of Memories as an added bonus. Yeah, that would have been cool. Like, they got... Like, charge me $40 for that. I will give you that. Plop down the money. Gladly give you, pay you that money to play that. But no, we get the $30 half as port that should have been included on the disc. Speaking of Kingdom Hearts, Square just, would you mind seeing another original Kingdom Hearts games on a mainstream console. I'm not talking about those stupid portable games they're making. Yes, I would like to. I really would, but 
right now I don't think it's possible because the Kingdom Hearts team is making Final Fantasy 13 versus, and it looks like it's playing. It's going to play exactly like a Kingdom Hearts game, basically. Oh, that's cool. So they're working on that. In your opinion, do you think that uh, game will stay exclusive to the PS3, or do you think it's going to be more or less a uh, if the three Kingdom Hearts? No, I'm talking about um, versus 13. Versus versus, I think will stay. It will be a PS3 exclusive because it's no more as pet project and he doesn't want to I don't I've read some weird things like where I don't think it'll really go to the 360 at all because Square doesn't think it's going to have a large enough audience do you think it's going to it could possibly be a uh, if Final Fantasy 13 sells well enough on the 360 they might do a port do you think that could have a little bearing on the possibility that that could but I think a lot of it Nomura has his own pull and say in that game because Square, Square wouldn't have half the money it has now if it wasn't for Tetsuya Nomura. Yeah, another another series that I wouldn't mind seeing g- getting back to its roots is uh, Ninja Turtles. Do you remember the original Ninja Turtles games? Yes, yes. Although I have some interest, I don't know if you've heard this, but you know how Team Ninja had a mass exodus, and after Brawl was made, Hall Laboratories had a mass exodus. Yeah. Well, supposedly all of those people went to Game Arts. Sans, Itagaki, and um, who is the main brawl guy? I can't think of his name. No clue. I can't think of his name at the moment. But those two didn't go. But mostly all the staff from Hall Laboratories in Team Ninja went over and are now working at Game Arts. You know what would be awesome? They are making a melee, kind of melee-esque Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. But... Well, we'll talk about that in just a moment, but you know what would be awesome? What? A Lunar fighting game. That might be cool. Just just have uh, every Lunar game, meaning have characters from Lunar, Lunar 2 Eternal Blue, Lunar Dragon Song, and uh, Magical School Lunar. So have all four games, have them all in uh, the same game. And maybe even as a bonus, they might include the, like kind of like the younger versions of the characters that were in the Sega CD versions as unlockables. Because if you mm-hmm. watch the documentary that came with uh, Lunar 2, uh, Silver, uh, Lunar Silver Star Story Complete, they basically said that the characters in the original Lunar game for Sega CD were much younger, and they kind of aged them a little bit for the PlayStation version. But I think mm-hmm. it'd be. I think that would be a great game, and, and if you hear me, Game Art, if you're listening to our little pathetic podcast here, Make that game now, or actually, no, no, forget that game. Make Lunar Three. Make a full Lunar Three. Lunar Dragon Song was nice. It was kind of nice having another Lunar game. Sure, it had its flaws, but I would like another mainstream game game on a console. I mean, it's been ages since you made an original Lunar game. Which last time they made an original Lunar game, other than a Dragon Song, of course, was. Magical School Lunar, or if you want to stay mainstream, like main series, it's Lunar 2 Eternal Blue on the Sega CD back in, like, what, 96? <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing Lunar 3, finally, because it's been rumored for so long now. Maybe. Uh, although, I don't think uh, publishers are going to take big chances this year at all with uh, games that might be a risk, like the who owns Game Arts now, or who does their publishing? It really depends. I've seen Game Arts games get published by a few different companies, actually. Like, I've seen them be by Ubisoft. 
Speaking of Ubisoft, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. Did you ever play Lunar Legend on the Game Boy Advance? Uh, yes, I played it briefly, but I don't remember why I stopped playing. The only thing that I don't like about uh, Lunar Legend on the uh, Game Boy, the translation. Working Design's translation mm-hmm. on Lunar the Silver Star for Sega CD and Lunar the Silver Star Story Complete were a lot better. Just just how uh, Working Designs added like all the pop culture references, and it made it feel more like a world that you could actually be a part of, instead of it feeling a little sterile like the Ubisoft translation felt. That's the only main mm-hmm. gripe I had with that game. Other than that, if you compare the sprites of the, uh, the uh, Lunar Legend game to the sprites of the PlayStation game... The Lunar Legend game sprites actually did look a little bit better, which surprised me a lot. But um, one of the main reasons they did that is, you know, you have a cartridge. You can't have full motion videos. So they had to make the the uh, characters look as good as possible so they could more or less have, like, kind of have the cutscenes in the mm-hmm. game engine. Mm, <laughs> so yeah, that's why they did yeah. that. Well, I wonder how Square got the... Um... They have played Chain of Memories on GBA, but they got full motion video on the GBA. Was there a lot of full motion video? There, from what I remember, there's probably about forty-five minutes worth of full motion video on that cart. But supposedly, it's the biggest Game Boy Advance game and cart ever made. Actually, I probably have the ROM right on my computer here. Let me check actually how big it is. It is pretty big for a game, because most Game Boy Advance games are like, what, 9, 10 megabytes? Yeah, around there. Most of them are smaller. You'll you'll have your average around around 5 to 7. It's kind of your average. Let's see mm-hmm. real quick. I think, this, I think that game was way up there. Let's just see. Kind of how Resident Evil 2 on 64 is massively bigger than all the other 64 games. Yeah, another game on uh, 64 that had um, full motion video was... You might find this weird, but Pokemon Puzzle League. Oh, oh, that was the... um. Oh, gosh, it's a Puzzle League... Oh, what was the original name of that? Japanese name. Panel de Pon? No, it's not Panel de Pon, is it? some sort of funky name. Okay, here it is. Let's see. Because the one before that was Tetris Attack on Super Nintendo. Here is uh, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memory United States version. Let's see how big it actually is. The actual ROM. Not going to judge by the compressed size. Okay, the actual ROM size on that is about 34... uh, I'd say about 32 megabytes. Yeah, see... It's much. It's one of the biggest Game Boy Advance games, which is just about the same size as as like your average Nintendo 64 game, yeah. which is ginormous for like a uh, 32-bit 2D Game Boy system. Yeah, just like um, yeah. as you were saying with Resident Evil 2 on the Nintendo 64, that was one of the few 512 megabit games, which of course is 64 megabytes. Yes. That, and uh, it was like that, Conquer, and uh, there was like maybe one or two others. I think I think there was like maybe four 512 megabit games. Yeah. Then there was uh, Paper Mario, which was 320. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to think of the last game. Was Don- No, Donkey Kong wasn't. Donkey was Kong was 256, like most games. Yeah. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the average size of just about all games. 256 megabits. 
Yeah. Which, of course, is 32 megabytes. Yes. So, I thought of one other series, but it hasn't really been dormant for so long that I wish it would come What's back. What's that? Um, it's Onimusha. We haven't gotten an Onimusha game. You know what would be cool? Even if it was just like a... a even if it was like a... Just not really a major game would be an Onimusha game that used Wii controls. That would be kind of cool. Um, maybe Capcom will make Onimusha on the Wii. Although I am excited that Capcom is bringing back Bionic Commando. Yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. Because they have... Um, the exact game looks pretty awesome. And so um, I wish they would bring back Super Ghost and Goblins. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, but the the Ghost and, and Goblins game was really never my favorite. I found, I found it a yeah. bit too difficult for me to even care about. One game I really, really hope they bring it back, and I think they are from what I've heard, is Strider. That would be cool. They are, I think they are, because they haven't made Strider, a new Strider game, what, 15 years? Speaking of games that they've brought back, have you ever played uh, Golden Axe Beast Rider? No. I'm thinking about renting it just to see how bad it is, because I've heard it's atrociously bad. You you know me, though. I'll probably play the demo or even play the game, and I'll end up loving the thing. You you know me. I'm weird yeah. that way. I don't like Halo. Yeah, supposedly it, it's kind of like, uh... It's kind of a God of War ripoff with a dragon. Uh-huh. But did you ever play God of War? I played God of War a bit. I never really got through the first did game. Did you like it? I liked it to an extent. It was one of those... It's kind of button mashy happy. Yeah, it's one of those things for me when I was when I was first playing God of War. It was kind of like, um, oh wow, this is pretty cool, and then it's like the same thing over and over again. It's it, they are they are very repetitive. Like it's not like Ninja Gaiden where somehow Ninja Gaiden manages to avoid that repetitivism. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden really is has it, like a very different types of enemies and different types of attacks that they use, and then you have like like over ten different kinds of weapons that handle a lot differently. So that's mm-hmm. what keeps that yeah, fresh. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. In God of War, they just never got that. They were just like, we're gonna put tits and blood and shit, and everyone's gonna love it, and it's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, God of War is, is, is definitely a standout action game for the PS3. I mean, or PS2, actually. PS3, eventually. Which you know all the yeah. all the fanboys are going to be drooling over, and it'll probably just end up yeah. being Average. more of the same as what I was going to say. Because that's yeah. the problem. I God of War Two, good game, more of the same. I played a little bit of God of War Two. It looks a little prettier. Tits look a little bit more realistic. Yeah, it does look really good for PS2 game. Definitely though. good voice acting too. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, so I think that's that's about it for that. Um, although, games we haven't seen a lot of, but we want that are getting new iterations. Street Fighter Four. Well, one more thing I wanted to say about your Bionic Commando. Have you ever played the original mm-hmm. arcade version? Yes. Did you like it? It's hard. It is hard. Yes, I did like it. It's I very think it's, hard. I think the original arcade version was alright, but as I said in my main review, I thought it was... it. It's one of those games that's going to be only for, like, fans of the older games. It didn't really feel as good as, like, say, the NES version, which was kind of the spiritual successor of it. Or e- yeah. or even Rearmed, which was the remake of the NES version. Did you did you like Rearmed? 
I really haven't played Rearmed, honestly. But I hear... I played the the demo. I, I played the demo of it. Um, I was going to buy it on... Once it comes to Steam, I'll buy it on PC. Because you can't buy it in a box for PC. I'll buy a PC version. Yeah, my computer won't run that because it requires Shader 3. And as you know, my card is only uh, Shader 2, yeah. which sucks. Even though... Yeah. Even though NVIDIA cards that were released alongside my ATI card had Shader 3 in them already. It took it took them for freaking ever. It took them up to the 1000 series to actually get Shader 3, which just sucks. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, this is going off a little bit, but DX11 cards are coming this summer, so I would hold off. Yeah, definitely going to hold off. If you're gonna release them. As I, I've mentioned like about a billion times by now, I am waiting for Duke Nukem Forever in order to update. I'm not kidding on this. Dude, you know how long you're going to be waiting to update? Yeah. Forever. But the simple fact is, I know <laughs> what will happen is, I will upgrade, and then like six months later, Duke Nukem Forever co- will come out. They will have beefed up the engine more than they thought that anyone thought. It will require like dual GeForce 12 graphics cards in order to fully max it out, and I'll be like, oh, I can only run it on low. It's the same thing happened with Oblivion. Oblivion was supposed to come out a, like a year before it came out. I updated around the time it was supposed to come out, and I put the X850 XT Platinum Edition. At the time I bought that card, it was the top of the line card. It was a freaking awesome card. Game comes out a year later. In order to really do it justice, you need to have a X1950 XT. You needed the next top-of-the-line card, the next $600 card. So that really just pissed me off, and I I was looking at myself after that, and I was like, you know what, if I'm waiting for a game, I'm going to wait for that game. I'm going to wait till that game pretty much goes gold, and then I will upgrade for that game, if it's like as important. And as you know, you've talked to me enough to know, Duke Nukem is that important. (laughs) Because I freaking bought a... uh, Tiger Gamecom, so I could play the Duke Nukem 3D port on that system, even though it's, like, not the best system in the world. Although, I, I do kind of like it, honestly. It's it's one of those weird things. It's something that sucks that I like. Like, you, you know me. I've l- liked a lot of stuff that people hate. Yes, I know. I mean, sometimes the masses, what the masses hate, I, I, I don't understand why they hate it so much, like... Some things, you know, they're all right, and some things I don't understand why they love it so much. Yeah, definitely. Of course, I know I've voiced this multiple times, but Halo. I don't get why it's such a cult phenomenon, why it's such one of those games that everyone's like, ooh, this is amazing. It really had never, ever did anything new that any shooter on the PC didn't do before. Oh, it, no, of course it didn't. It just, it made, the reason why people like it so much is it made first-person shooters on the console work very well. I still, I still give that, I just... still give that to cr- the credit to that to uh, GoldenEye. I still, I still give that nod to the GoldenEye to put. Yeah, first... well, GoldenEye it made it work with one analog. Yeah, stick. to put first-person shooters mm-hmm. on the map for consoles, that's still GoldenEye. Nobody can take it away from it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like Halo did the best with putting first-person shooter on two analog sticks. Yeah, and kind of no because. Everybody has adopted the Halo scheme for their f- shooters since it came out. The thing with me is if I'm actually going to play Halo at all, I'd rather play the PC version, really. The, yeah, the PC one of two is kind of garbage, though. It looks really weird. Really? It, it runs decent. It runs fine. It doesn't take much to run it. It just looks... 
so weird because what they did with the Xbox One to get it to run right, like when you bump it way up, the resolution and the textures, it's just they're so bland. The textures are so bland, and the ev- things just look so weird. In other words, you can see their texture tricks. Yes, when you bump it that up that much on PC, like you, because it, it's just a straight board. There's no enhancements at oh, all. Oh, that sucks. So. Oh, and speaking of speaking of games that have been enhanced, if you're playing Fallout 3 on the 360 and the PC, from what I understand, the last patch they released made it so you can continue playing after the end of game. Yes, I think I heard that too. So you could go back and you could do your Operation Anchorage DLC that you bought. And of course, uh, the people who got it for the PS3 once again got shafted. Not only are they not getting DLC, but Bethesda said... And eh, we're not going to release the patch with the uh, thing that doesn't end the game because, yeah, they don't need it because they're not going to go back for DLC. Who cares? Yeah. The PS3 version got the shaft. I don't know why any... Unless you own the PS3, I don't... The only thing you own PS3, I don't know why you would buy it on the It's PS3. just like with Oblivion when it first came out. Like, suppose... Yeah. Suppose... Yeah, but Oblivion... When Oblivion first came out... Oh, yeah. But I'm saying when Oblivion PS, PS3 version came out, it was the best version on the consoles. But then they patched up the 360 version, and it runs just as well as the... And if you remember right, PS3 version of Oblivion got delayed. Knights of the Nine actually hit 360 before it hit PS3. (laughs) That was funny. It was was like... And did Shivering Isles ever come to PlayStation 3? There's a standalone disc you could buy, but not on PSN. You can't actually... Basically, all the standalone disc does is uh, installs it on the system. Yeah. That's what I figured. I don't know why I didn't release it on PSN. But yeah, I think I think it was something with Sony's like shitty licensing or something. It was something like that, where Sony had everything backwards once again. Well, that's kind of been the regularity since Sony for the past three or four yeah, years. Yeah, like with with uh, PS2, they're like, "Ooh, we're gonna have cool online, and, and it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna be like Xbox Live, and then online just ends up sucking." Then PS3, See, we're going to have good Sony's online, really and good. then it's like the same as PS2. Sony's really good at making the hardware. They're awful at making the firmware and like all the features. It lacks. Microsoft is good at making the firmware and the the uh, all the features inside the console. They're just pretty bad at making the hardware. Designing the hardware. Although you still gotta admit, Sony got punked by the group called M33 on the PSP. Their their firmware is still a billion oh, times better. I agree with you pretty much that uh, Dark Alex has done a much better job making the PSP a portable platform than Sony could ever imagine to even do. I mean, even Ooh, though you going can, going old school with that Dark Alex, not M33. <laughs> Dark. Yeah, I know. I want to go say Dark Alex, not M33. M33 can go die. Dark Alex or die. Kevin Rose, the Dark Tipper. Yeah, the, that was the <laughs> I gayest still love thing. that. that was was just, so it was just so dumb that it was funny. Yeah, I know, the Dark Tipper. Here's no. how to use LimeWire, the Dark Tipper. And it's like 9 out of 10 of his Dark Tips were like, if you're watching this show, you most likely know this already, and it's not so dark. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, so, he was such a dork on that show. Yeah, I know. But dude, he's made so much money off Dig now. It's Arena. crazy. I had to say that. Sports. Yeah, okay. So, uh, moving off PSP, because I don't even want to think about how many games I'm not going to buy for it this year. Play System Portable. Play System Portable. 
Um, say, like I always say to people when I'm talking about Sony, I'm always like, no, I don't have a Play System 3. Because <laughs> it okay. just sounds funny. So my ant- most anticipated game of 2009 is coming out in two weeks, and that is Street Fighter 4. Actually, isn't it like a little less than two weeks? Because it's Friday, it's coming oh, out yeah. Tuesday, so it's so, like yeah, a week and a Tuesday. half. Week and a half. Week and a half of my most anticipated game of 2009 will be out. Take that, bitches. Take that. Take bitches. that, Killzone 2. Call them bitches. Bitches. Killzone 2 bitches. You ever watch X play much with a ratty hand puppet? Not very often. Did you ever see the Ratty Hand Puppet skit? Where Ratty Hand Puppet's like, Yeah, bitches! <laughs> I just thought that was funny how Ratty Hand Puppet constantly called people bitches. I just thought that was funny. So, I don't know if you know how much about the mechanics of Street Fighter Four, but you know there's Ultras, there's the Revenge Meter, and then there's the um, Super Meter. Uh-huh. Basically, you build up your revenge meter, which will can trigger an ultra, or you can build up your super meter, which works like an EX attack. So, and you can use basically, which if you're good enough, you can juggle your um, moves or your counters straight from that into an ultra. You can counter with an ultra uh-huh. if somebody's beating you up. So that works like that. So there is a good, but there is a bunch of gameplay system changes. It seems like they're taking stuff from Street Fighter 2, stuff from Street Fighter Alpha, and stuff from Street Fighter 3, and putting it all into one game. It's kind of cool seeing them combine the best bits of everything all into one, instead of just uh, being like, okay, now we have to build something on top of Street Fighter 3, and we're not gonna, we're gonna disregard everything else. Yeah, it, it looks like it plays like Street Fighter 2, which is awesome. Um, but... I don't know. <laughs> They've done a really good job with the engine and the facial animations, but... Yeah, everything about the graphics just is amazing, honestly. Yeah. Like, it, it the art style is superb, I think. And some of the facial expressions that they make in these in some of these screenshots are really funny. The best one still has to be that Zongief one that you used as your avatar on that one uh, site. Yeah, it, that Zongief one is hilarious, where it looks like his eyes are popping out of his skull. I'm actually looking at it right now, and I can't figure... Why is he making that face? <laughs> it kind of looks like he had a boot shoved up his ass. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Also, that one of uh, that one of Balrog, or as uh, or as Japanese fans might know him better, M. Bison. M. It's Bison. just uh, Abel is punching okay. him, and he has this yeah. he has this I'm scared of you a lot face on him. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> the, some of the facial animations are great in that game, except especially um, the wrestler El Forete. Uh-huh. The new guy. Like, if you look at some of his wrestling moves when he does it, it looks like he's so excited. Like, he's just pissing himself <laughs> in excitement when he's doing his moves. Yeah, like, I have one on the screen right now where he has, uh... He's holding Sakura's legs and her her head's between his legs. And he just has <laughs> this, like... <laughs> look on his face. It's hilarious. Oh, man. The thing I'm is... wondering is, did you see that one screen where you see Akuma and it's mm-hmm. like, uh... His hand is, like, right by the screen. There's, like, these uh, Japanese kanji on both sides of the screen. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like, what is That's he doing? That's probably right after his super, because if you... In, um, in Alpha, his super was, like... It did this weird thing where he, it, the screen went blank, and he saw a bunch of kanji, and his hands, like, hit all over the screen, and it would do, like, half of your health. My biggest complaint, as I had mentioned to you earlier, was uh, about these new screenshots is... 
Fei Long is too big. He's jacked. He's not only is he really muscular, but they've taken the size of his actual character and enlarged it quite a bit. They just basically made him a much bigger guy. If you look at Super Street Fighter 2, like in he's the arcades really of the tiny. Sega Genesis, yeah, he's almost smaller than Cammy. I mean, Cammy looks almost big compared to Fei Long, but no, Cammy's just like um, no, Fei Long's like. So big. I mean, Fei he Long. just looks over big, and he has these weird scratches on his face and chest. Fei Long took some HGH in between Super Turbo and Four. Yeah, and plus he was like unemployed a little bit, so he's yeah. a, a bit of a bum. Yeah, so he's bum. He's probably a drug addict now. He's probably like meth and HGH addict. He's jacked. And another one I I'm really asking about is why is Dan a purple catcher? Because Dan has always been the joke of the series. <laughs> Did you see that know. picture where he yeah, looks just like a purple catcher? Yeah, I know. It's That's... funny. <laughs> I don't any know why. Idea, Dan's, Dan's is Ultra a... Is, a, is a taunt. It no, doesn't cool. even do anything. It's just a taunt. <laughs> did you did you see the picture of the catcher? Do you know any idea yeah. what, what the uh, what the helmet says on it? It has, no, has I have like no two idea. kanji on it. I have no idea. But it yeah, looks... I was looking at that and I was like, you know you know what for some reason it made me think of? You're going to think this is weird, but it made me think of what Striker looks like in uh, Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Striker. <laughs> because it's like, yeah. this is Dan, the new style. New Dan. This is new Dan, not old Dan. New Dan. And there's a there's a picture of that him with that costume and Rose has this weird laser whip. And uh-huh. she's whipping him. And he turned completely green. He looks like a freaking Ninja Turtle, I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that picture? Yep, yep. If you look at that picture where she's hitting him with the laser whip and he's t- completely green, he looks like a Ninja Turtle, because you know that mask makes his head all round. Yep. So yeah, he looks like a Ninja Turtle in that picture. It looks, yeah, it looks hilarious. There's some of them, um, if you look at like Ken's alternate clothing, it looks really funny. Like what he's that making like? fun of like it looks like really gay metrosexual fashion. <laughs> like <laughs> Ken has always been really gay metrosexual. What are you I kidding? Did you ever watch a Street Fighter Two V anime? I watched a little of it, not much. You ever notice like Ken is always dressed in a suit that entire anime? Yeah. <laughs> Ken. Yeah. Although Chun Li looks awesome, she's still got her thunder thighs, so it's be better than that damn Chun Li movie. You know the movie and the game come out like the same week, I think. Really? Yeah. Does it, so is it a the theater release or is it? Yeah, it's a be theater a, release. Yeah. It's a theater release. In America or in yep. Japan? No, in in America. Oh wow. You know Kristen Kruk or Kruk? She was in Smallville. Who'd she play? Oh, I can't remember her name. She's got like black hair. She's kind of short. You there? She plays Chun Li. You know who plays ball wrong? Let me guess, his thing dropped the call again. The drop. Of Skype. Once again. Dropped again? Yep. Okay, for me to cut cut properly again. Say the say the words she has black. 
and then continue with what you were going to say, because that's where it cut off. It's like, she has black, and then it cut off. So just continue from there. Say, she has black, and then keep going. She has black hair. And, uh, she's kind of short. What? She um, wasn't Lois Lane, though, right? No, she wasn't Lois Lane. Oh, okay. And who... You... And was she... Is she Chun-Li in the movie? Yeah, she's Chun-Li. She, she looks awful. She has, like, these really skinny legs. She needs some thunder thighs. Are there any other, uh... What other characters um, are in the game from the... Michael Clark I mean, Duncan. In the, in the movie from the game, like, just... Yeah. I think Vega's in it. I know Bison's in it, and I think Balrog's in it. Balrog is, um... You know Michael Clark Duncan? Big black guy? I've heard of him. Did you ever see The Green Mile? A little bit of it. I, I saw the disgusting, very much trying to piss scene. Oh, yeah. The, and then the big I just black guy? And then the I big just black guy left. in The Green Mile is Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, he could easily be a Balrog. Yeah, he's Balrog. But, uh, or, this, this uh, as we really... know him in Japan, uh, M. Bison. M. Bison, yes. Which is too close to Mike Tyson. It, it's so funny how Capcom never recognizes that to this day. Really? Yeah, they don't. They just never say anything about it. <laughs> so, yeah. My, so we uh, want everyone to get out there and buy Street my Fighter My Turbo Graphics uh, uh, Super Street Fighter Turbo. Wait, no, no, no. Uh, Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition for uh, PC Engine. That actually <laughs> does have the Japanese names. Hmm. So. Yeah, I like... I, I know the Japanese names because um, Capcom vs. SNK 2 for Dreamcast, which was the best version of Capcom vs. SNK uh-huh. 2. Um, it only came out in Japan. It has all of the names and stuff. Capcom vs. Yeah, 2001 Millionaire Fighter. That game is so good. It's probably my favorite 2D fighter. If you don't now, have it, go buy it. Now, one thing I want to ask you. In uh, in Street Fighter 4, is it going to have the good old uh, Street Fighter multiple colors thing where you press a different button and you get a different color? I think so. I, am, I haven't heard anything yet on it, but I I would bet so because it can't be that hard to color swap. Because we've right. seen we've seen pictures of Cammy's uh, alt costume, which kind of looks like Shadow Lou, but with a little bit of uh, a little bit of editing. Like if you look, like around her waist, there's a belt, and mm-hmm. then she has like the same kind of fuzzy things around her sleeves as well. It's like a bit of a uh, edit of the Shadow Lou. Yeah. But it would be cool if they had that in blue because it looked more Shadow Lou. Although, of mm-hmm. course, as I've said n- multiple times, I still like Delta Red Cammy the best. Yeah. So. Because she was the original, and uh, she still looks the best. But um, it's going to be really cool to be finally playing after, like, what, 12 years since the original Street Fighter Three came out, that we're going to finally be playing the next main series Street Fighter game. I think one of our old podcasts, in fact, for, like, maybe 10, 20 minutes, we complained about how there hasn't been a Street Fighter Four because, you know, there's... Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter Alpha 1, 2, and 3, Street Fighter EX 1, 2, and 3, but never a Street Fighter 4 at all. Yes. Never. Not even in any series. And then, we had Marvel's, and then you had Marvel vs. Capcom, Marvel vs. Uh, Tats, Tatsunoko, and then you had Marvel vs. Essing. Uh, I just said that. Marvel Did you mean Tatsunoko vs. Capcom? Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. You said, you said Marvel vs. Tatsunoko. Oh, sorry. I meant Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. But yeah, um, so I think we we. So are you just gonna play it on the regular 360 pad? Or are you gonna buy one of those uh, three, 
Street Fighter 4 fight pads. It really depends. I'm. Did, has anybody reviewed them yet? Supposedly what I've seen so far on Gaff, everyone's liking them so far. They've had them. They, they relate them to the Saturn pad, which I think is the best game pad to play with fighters. I might more or less do kind of a wait-and-see approach. If they really get a lot of rave reviews by fans, especially a lot of the hardcore fans, I might very well get one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of the hardcore people um, are probably going to go for the tournament edition stick that's coming out. Yeah. Which I'm, I am getting one of those, one of those crazy people, because I need a good stick to use on 360 and um, PC. And then I'll probably pay someone to do the dual mod and then put a another particle board in there and then put a USB uh, and then make it so I can use it on my PS- PS3 at the same time. Oh, there's actually a mod that you can do that with? Yeah, you just you just solder in another lead to another particle board on the inside. And more or less, it's kind of like uh, soldering in the uh, PS3 board. Basically, yeah, the controller. But the easiest way to do it is to solder in um, a dual, a early PlayStation One controller or an early DualShock One controller. Take the particle board out of that because it's the easiest to work with. You mean circuit board, right? Not particle board. Oh, it's the same thing. PCB, particle board, circuit board. But yeah, it's like that. The control, the boards in that controller. That's the easiest to work with. As far as the uh, Sega Saturn controllers go, I know you said you like the Sega Saturn controller. You know, like mm-hmm. the Model Two Sega Saturn controller, the smoother one. Yes. Did you ever use a Model One? Uh, no, I've never used a Model One. Model One was a more curved controller. It was. Mm-hmm. It felt more boomerang-esque. How it was kind of like really uh. curved. It's a. It. The only problem with it is. I found when when I've played it a long time, it just kind of gets uncomfortable the way you have to hold your hands. But um, mm-hmm. did you like the Genesis Six button? Yes, I did like the Genesis Six button. Yeah, I see mine right over there. I'm just looking at it right now. In fact, I I always thought it was cool how like the uh, A, B, and C buttons were black and then the X, Y, and Z buttons were gray. It kind of did make them stand out. Yeah, I think um, getting this controller. And plus, when I get my termination stick, it's going to make it a lot easier to play a lot of the fighters I had in 2D games on the 360. Yeah, and then even uh, even uh, Super Street Fighter 2 uh, HD Remix will play better on that. Oh, yeah, much. And that and uh, Virtual Fighter 5 will play much better. I'm kind of surprised yeah. they didn't release any special controller for uh, HD Remix, honestly. Yeah, I think HD Remix came out a year and a half late, so I think that's why. It would have been kind of cool if they had a uh, stick for HD Remix, but then again, they knew yeah. they were releasing 4, so they figured, eh, we'll just wait till 4. Yeah. People could so, use the controller yeah. from 4 on this. Yeah, so I think uh, I think that's going to be it for the show. We've gone long, long enough. I don't think we want to kill anybody. Anything else you want to wrap up and say? Do you want to do any plugs or anything? Um, plugs, I want people to, uh, subscribe to our podcast through iTunes or through any RSS reader you've got. Um, send us email. Uh, How many subscribers are we up to now? Uh, last time I checked, we were up to 16 subscribers. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. I know people out there are going like, nah, it's not much, but we're just, uh, we're just two random guys doing a podcast, and to have more than, like, five people listening to this is amazing, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, it is. I, 
it's amazing to me that ever since we put it on uh, iTunes, it, the listenership just skyrocketed in like fivefold. It went from like five people to sixteen. Yeah, I know how you were even telling me that the uh, daily downloads actually went up quite a bit. Yeah, I checked the last one we had last week um, of uh, episode number what was it ten for last week. Uh huh. We had forty nine down, forty nine or fifty downloads of that podcast. And then all those people realized how random this podcast was, and they're <laughs> never going to listen again. And they're like, we need structure. God damn it. Uh, one, more, one more little treat that I have for everybody is Resident Evil, Resident Evil uh, 5 is coming out soon. We all know that, right? Yeah. Everyone's excited about that. But as you may or may not know, Resident Evil 1 had some of the goofiest sounding voice acting in video game history. Somebody, I don't know who did this, but if you did this, just speak up and I'll throw a little credit thing on the podcast website. Somebody took all the voices, put them all together so it sounded like all the Resident Evil characters were having sex. I'm not kidding. And it does <laughs> sound really good. Well, except for the fact when they're uh, when they're moaning and screaming, it's just like them when they get attacked. So it's like, ah, oh, and you hear the zombies going, in the background. <laughs> But yeah, I'm gonna just tack that at the end of this podcast because one of the one of the guys at work told me I didn't. You know, you know who you are, but I'm gonna do it anyway. But I just thought that'd be kind of a cool thing just to include here. Yeah, definitely. I want to hear that. I'll, I'll probably listen to that myself. And right now, right now on uh, my illustrious YouTube channel, if uh, anyone anyone listening to this right now has come from there, because. By the time you're hearing this, if you're a YouTube uh, watcher, you probably saw the dumb little uh, trailer I put on there where I just, like... What I'm going to be doing with the trailers is just, like, having, like, game music and just putting features of this podcast instead of trying to do what I did in the first trailer. If you saw that, it didn't really work as well as I wanted it to. It's just kind of like random clips of us talking. It just sounded dumb. But basically... If you're hearing this, you're hearing this on YouTube. I have, I believe, I have 159 subscribers now. Nice. But what I'm, what I'm gonna do is, when I have 200, I'm gonna have, uh, I'm gonna post some special videos. I'm not pandering to get more subscribers here, mind you, but there's a couple, a, a few little things I'm planning to do when I hit 200. But. As I said with me earlier, I think one of the earlier podcasts when I just started out, I was probably like, I have 43 subscribers, that's amazing. But yeah, I'm still saying to this day, having 10 subscribers would have been amazing to me. Because as I said, I just do this stuff for fun. Having subscribers is a nice side effect that people actually enjoy what I say. But yeah, I definitely say thanks to the subscribers. And uh, if you like the YouTube channel or if you like the uh, if you like the podcast, Take a look at my YouTube channel. I review old arcade games, weird, wacky hardware items I have, some random console games I play. Just check it out. It's good stuff. Yep. Even even Inufe likes it. Inufe doesn't like much. I don't. I really don't. I am the old cynic, jaded gamer. So it has the official Inufe seal of approval. I think we should like make that official. We need to, we, any dog seal of approval. Yeah, that's what that's what you need to do is the uh, the uh, Inu dog. Just have just have a picture of your dog and put a little little circle around and put the Inu dog seal of approval. I'll make I'll get I'll make that up in uh, 
in Photoshop and put it in the Inudog seal of approval. That'd be awesome. Okay, enough of uh, enough of that. Anything else you want to say? Nope, I think that's it. Um, so send us an email if you got any uh, questions. We'll answer them on air. Um, I'm Inufe at gmail.com. That's I-N-U-F-A-Y-E. I'm GameMaster14 at uh, gmail.com, which is G-A-M-E-M-A-S-T-E-R-1-4 at gmail.com. So if you want to send me an email, and of course you could always hit me up on... Uh, YouTube as well, because I like getting messages from my uh, users, listeners, fans, whatever you call them. But um, Rabid fangirls? Yeah, rabid fangirls. I mean, you could always come over here, we could have some fun, but you know, uh, now they're going to be like getting me on uh, sex charges and everything, but uh, if you... Uh, oh, what else was I going to say now? I'll edit that out. <laughs> but... um. Uh, as a preview for the next episode, next episode, of course, is going to be a lot of Street Fighter 4, because by the time we get to the next episode, we'll probably have Street Fighter 4 for a couple days, so we'll give you our impressions on Street Fighter 4. We have a couple of other other things planned that you'll hear that day as well. And personally, I think this podcast has gone long enough. Anything else you'd like to add? Nope. I think that's it. Alrighty, well, Game Master 14. I'm in you, Faye. And we're out. We out. What is that? Jill? Hi, Barry. Why on earth are you here? I'll be examining this. Barry? Barry! I just had something I wanted to check. I think I'll stay and look around more. Whoa! What the hell? Chris? You're here, too? I think I'm beginning to understand. That's what I was going to say. Chris is our old partner, you know. Hey, we're partners, aren't we? Let's work together. Look at this. Wow. What is it? What do you think of it? Protect yourself. Perhaps that was the most important part. Let's go. Okay, I'll go first. Damn, it's broken. Seems like it. Oh, my God. Hey, What's going on? All right. Can you do it? Lost courage already? I'm sorry for my lack of manners, but I'm not used to escorting men. Jill, let's do it. Ah, yes. Barry. Jill sandwich. Right. Barry, don't screw up again. Let's go. Thank you, Barry. Yeah, yeah. Is this a meeting room or something? Is that you, Rebecca? Yes. Rebecca, can you do it? Yes, I can. May I practice for a while? See? Just relax and play. Chris, look at this. Ah. Oh, oh my you like it? God. Oh, that was great. I feel like we're having a secret meeting. Let's do it. I think I'll go out and get some fresh air for a change.